We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com. This is the LakersNation.com podcast. It is game day. Lakers, Warriors, game six. This is it, folks. The Lakers' best chance to end this series and move to the Western Conference Finals. Now, as I'm recording this, the Denver Nuggets look like they're well on their way towards ending the Phoenix Sun season and making it through to the Western Conference Finals on their side. So a Lakers-Denver matchup. Again, you never know in the NBA, but right now Denver looks to be in control of this thing. So can the Lakers finish off the Warriors and move on to the Western Conference Finals, likely against the Denver Nuggets? Again, this is the best shot. This is the best chance they're going to have at home. Crypto.com Arena, man, I hope it is loud. Was disappointed with the noise level the last two games that were played there. Need that building to be rocking. The Lakers have a chance to get this done. Look, if it goes to game seven, Never say never, right? You can still win a game seven on your opponent's floor. It's just much less likely. It will be very difficult. The odds of the series will swing dramatically in Golden State's favor if you have to go to game seven. This is just like last series against Memphis Grizzlies. The Lakers need to get out there, take care of business, knock out the Warriors in L.A. tonight. And there's a lot of things that they're going to need to do in order to make that happen. But, um, you know, for as much as... You know, we spend time getting into all the technical stuff. Sean Davis does an excellent job breaking down the X's and O's, the schemes, the different things that the Lakers are going to try. Uh, we can get into the different, I, I always love digging into the numbers, the different shooting percentages, the performance indicators that I'm looking for in these games, the number of free throw attempts and all of that. And of course, we'll talk about the officiating, what we need to see from them uh, in order for the Lakers to win this game. Certainly not what we saw from them in game five. Oh my gosh, was that a travesty? But um, we'll get into all that, but right now, as much as we're going to talk about all this stuff and that stuff is, is incredibly important. We look at what defensive coverages you use and what you're doing on the offensive end, what kind of plays you're running, who you're trying to get shots for and all of that. That's all insanely important. But first and foremost, in this game, in game six, it's about want to, how bad do you want to move on to the Western conference finals? How bad do you want to get this done? How bad do you want to send the defending champs on an early vacation? That is key. The Lakers, before we get into anything else, they have to want this game much more than the Warriors do. They have to want to win this game, and they have to be willing to go out there and play a full 48 minutes, maybe more, you never know, locked in. 
you have to be sharp the entire game. I felt like, you know, for as much as I thought the officiating was terrible in game five, there's no question on that. Most Lakers fans do. Um, of course, the Anthony Davis injury. And, and again, fortunately, not to bury the lead too much here. Anthony Davis sounds like he will indeed be playing game six. Whew, sigh of relief there. Um, but for as much as we want to get into all of that, all of that stuff, the Lakers, I thought during game five, only were sharp, only were focused for certain stretches. There were ebbs and flows, patches of sharp basketball on both ends of the floor. I'm talking locked in. And this is the thing, you know, LeBron talked about it before the series. Golden State, and I talk about this a lot, Golden State is one of several teams in the NBA where they're good enough to where if you make a mistake, if you switch off for a possession mentally, if you are not focused in on the task at hand and reading and reacting appropriately, Golden State is one of the teams that will, number one, recognize the mistake that you're making, and number two, capitalize on that mistake consistently. So for the Lakers, it's about how badly do you want this because you have to have that mental focus the entire game from opening tip all the way until that final buzzer, the full 48. You cannot switch off at any time because look, Golden State, they're going to make runs. They're going to make runs even if you are playing at your very best. They're going to have stretches where they're going to hit, I don't know, three threes in 90 seconds, something like that, right? You're going to have stuff like that. That will happen. That's what happens when you play this team. But if you are over the long haul, the entire game, locked in defensively, that's where you can start to bring their percentages down. That's where you can lower the efficiency of this club. And that's going to be critical for the Lakers tonight. Again, it all rolls up under how bad do you want this? Because the Lakers are going to have to be focused for this entire game. That's not easy to do. That's exhausting. But if they want it bad enough, they will do it. So that's the thing that I'm looking for. I don't think you can go through, like the Lakers started game five, switched off. For no apparent reason, just didn't look focused, didn't look very sharp. And then we're kind of playing catch up the rest of the game. And they would go through little spurts where, okay, they, they would lock in and all right, they're doing some good things. And then they'd have a few plays where they switched off and just the, you know, motors running, but nobody's home. You're not really focused on the task at hand, not to the level that you need to be when you're defending a team like the Golden State Warriors, when you're attacking a team like the Golden State Warriors offensively. Speaking of which, that's another one of my big keys. The Lakers have to be so smart on the offensive end of the floor. They can't take any bad shots against the Golden State Warriors. You just can't. We've seen it throughout the series. Golden State wants to run. They want to push the ball any opportunity they get, and they're smart to do that. The Lakers' transition defense, it's terrible. That's one of the things that they need to get better at, need to focus on, but the Lakers' transition defense is bad. So what happens is if you take a pull-up three in transition and – it's a contested shot that's just, there's no reason for it. And the Warriors are going to get it. They're going to take the ball the other way and they're going to score, right? Unless you hit that shot, like you have to make that shot. It is a five-point swing every time. You have to make that shot if you're going to take that pull-up three because you know if you miss it, the Warriors are probably going to get something at the rim going the other way if you miss that shot. The Lakers have to be so diligent and careful with their shot selection. They have to take good shots that are going to give themselves the opportunity to potentially get the offensive board should they miss. And if not, it's not a shot that's going to leave them out of position where it's going to give the Warriors a chance to go off 
and take a run down the floor. So defensively, locked in, focusing on their fundamentals, focusing on their scheme, their game plan. Of course, we'll talk a little bit about that high pick and roll. Offensively, got to be diligent. Got to be so, so careful with your shot attempts. Your defense leads to your offense and vice versa. If the Lakers' offense is not smart, it's going to put their defense in a very difficult position. So all keys to this game. But once again, it all rolls up under want to. This is a game that the Lakers need to be desperate to win. Desperate to win this game. Because once again, I don't think you can count on. Like maybe you do, but I don't think you can count on going up to Golden State to win game seven on the road. Don't think you can do that. All right, I do have some fan questions and comments that I need to get into, um, and that's going to help me pinball into a lot of different topics uh, as we're going through the show here. So let's do it. Victoria said, this is why, oh, this is coming off of Anthony Davis's injury, this is why we need to trade AD the offseason. Ja played with his hand bent backwards, and Giannis played after his knee bent back. He needs a face mask. Okay, so I've, I've been having people all day say terrible things to me on, on Twitter, um, I don't really particularly care. I, I tend to just ignore stuff like that. But uh, because I posted a clip of Stephen A. Smith ranting about Anthony Davis potentially having a concussion, saying how could he possibly have a concussion? He didn't get hit that hard. And I said it was disgusting. And it's this kind of stuff that I'm talking about, right? We've come so far in terms of understanding head injuries, in terms of understanding the long-term ramifications of them, understanding that, what a head injury looks like doesn't necessarily give you an idea of what's going on actually in that brain, right? You can have a guy who it looks like a glancing blow and you can get a bad concussion. Another guy looks like he just got crushed and he pops up and he's fine. It's not like, it's not like other injuries. It's not like other injuries where one guy, his leg snaps in half you go, oh, okay, clearly that guy is very, very hurt. Another guy turns his ankle a little bit. You go, okay, that guy is, you know, that hurt, but he's probably going to be okay. Head injuries are not the same way. You can't look at the force of the impact and get a definitive sense of what actually happened upstairs in that brain. And so when I've got people like Stephen A. Smith, when I've got fans of other teams around the NBA calling AD soft for this, it's um, it's concerning. It's concerning. And it's frustrating, certainly. Again, knowing how far we've come in terms of understanding head injuries, to see it devolve, the conversation devolve into toughness. Head injuries are not about toughness. Concussions are not about toughness. It's not about suck it up and play through it. That's how you get long-term problems. Um, so yeah, that's disappointing when we see stuff like that from my perspective, from my perspective, I know, look, and in general, I tend to be more old school, kind of suck it up and, and go out there and get it done. Isaiah Thomas played on a sprained ankle and you know, all that's kind of stuff. The, the Willis Reed moments and, you know, Kareem is out. So magic Johnson plays center and just finds a way adapt and overcome, right? That's my, my favorite phrase. My favorite mentality, adapt and overcome, find a way to get the job done. But with head injuries, what we know, you just have to be so careful. And I don't think it's fair for people to react assuming Anthony Davis is soft or something like that without knowing what's going on 
with his brain without knowing what was going on up there. And again, fortunately, sounds like everything is okay. But the reaction very much devolved into a question of toughness and, oh, that didn't look that bad. Doesn't necessarily tell you what you really need to know when it comes to a head injury. All right. Mamba mentality. Just like I expected, this was a feel-out game. Talking about game five. Series ends game six. Expect the Lakers to give it their all next game. Strictly business now. Mamba mentality, I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Again, this is a want to. They have to want this. They have to be desperate for this win. All right. Said Draymond deserves a T or two every night. So ridiculous that the refs continue to enable his behavior. It it's it's driving me bonkers that he is every night screaming in the faces of the officials and they don't seem to want to do anything about it. Um, it's uncomfortable to watch that him get in the faces of officials the way that he does, and shocking that he gets away and nobody. I, I can't imagine anybody else getting away with the things that he's doing out there. Um, definitely unsettling to, to see that happening. And I, I don't particularly know. I don't know if it's, well, it's Draymond being Draymond and that's what it is, but he certainly has a lot of leeway with the referees when it comes to that kind of stuff. Again, hopefully game six is not refereed the way game five was game five. They let everything go. And it felt like the Warriors got most of the close calls went their way. That's not the Lakers style. The Lakers want a very tightly officiated game because the Lakers excel at defending without fouling. And they also excel at putting teams in position where they have to foul them. So if it's a game where fouls aren't really being called, that takes away some of the Lakers' advantage. So we'll see how the game is officiated. Uh, and Draymond Green will be a big, big part of that. He picked up two fouls early in the first half in game five. And then it was like the referees just, he committed multiple more fouls that were obvious. And the referees just gave it to other players. Sometimes even gave it to a Lakers player. Um, just did not want to call a third foul on Draymond. It was... If you're a conspiracy theorist, there was a lot of stuff out of game five that uh, that you're going to point to. Uh, Joseph, I've never been so angry in my life because Golden State was allowed to play reckless all game. We might be down AD for the rest. Unfortunately, that's not the way it went. It's absolutely unreal that because of Steve Kerr's comments, we might be down a championship run. Yeah, I don't know how much Steve Kerr, Kerr's comments influenced the officiating that night, but that was suspicious stuff that we saw in game five. Uh, Kevon Looney, I don't think he tried to hit AD with the arm up there, but if you watch the game, his arms were up around his neck, head, shoulders, all game, all game. And he wasn't called for any of it. And so I think he was just very comfortable having his arms up there and eventually turned into a shot to the face for Anthony Davis. Uh, drop top said jokes aside, I'm sure AD's okay. We close this Friday. I hope so. Get this thing done. Get this thing done. Sounds like AD is going to be okay. Bayou. I hate this series more than Memphis. Toxic whining fan base with toxic whining head coach. Miss you, Dylan. By the way, love from Indonesia. Here, it's a Lakers nation. Well, thank you. Welcome in from Indonesia. Always love hearing from our international viewers. But man, how crazy is that? Can you believe that here we are? The Warriors have been so annoying that we're missing Dylan Brooks. We're missing Dylan Brooks at this point. Like That's how annoying the Warriors, and let's face it, Warriors fans as well. Um, it's been an interesting go uh, with them. But I think I agree. Like, I was I was done. By the end of that first round, I was done talking about Memphis. I didn't want to talk about them anymore. I was sick of talking about Dylan Brooks and sick of the, their complaining and all, all the kind of stuff that we were seeing in that series. I just, I'm like, man, I just want to, this is gross. I just want to move on. I'm so there with this Golden State series. 
I'm so there. I just want to be done with this team. And I hope the Lakers just take care of business uh, in game six here. Get it done. And we can move on. Because, again, this is getting getting gross, the stuff that we're seeing. Aaron, watching from Australia. Oh, another international viewer. Uh, great call from Sean about concussions. If it's a serious concussion, it's too dangerous to play through. Sorry, guys. I'm too down to give you a woo at the moment. Fair enough, Aaron. Thank you for watching from Australia. Yes, fortunately, sounds like AD is going to be okay. But yeah, I mean, concussions, you can't mess around with them. Uh, this comment says, Shaq and Chuck laughing at AD getting elbowed in the head is really low. Yeah, that was that was not a good look either. Um, really disappointing seeing that kind of stuff going on. And again, you know, I saw this, this get brought up on uh, Twitter. And I don't remember who said it. I wish I could give credit, but said... If it was Steph that got hit in the head, Steph Curry, even though Anthony Davis has played more games than Steph Curry has over the last, I think it was three seasons, AD's played more games. This was, again, a, a comment on Twitter. Um, if it was Steph Curry that got a head injury, the response from national media would be very, very different. Because it's Anthony Davis, it's, oh, LOL, street clothes, here we go again, Mr. Glass, all this kind of stuff. Even though, again, Anthony Davis played more minutes than Jaron Jackson Jr. And he apparently got disqualified from winning Defensive Player of the Year because he didn't play enough. AD played more minutes than the guy who won the award. Um, I'm not saying that AD never gets hurt. Gets hurt. He does get hurt. It's a concern. It is. But there's some truth to that. If it was Steph Curry who had a head injury, oh my gosh, the outpouring of support would be so, so different than what we're seeing. But because it's Anthony Davis, it's like it's okay to turn it into a joke and to laugh. It's really disappointing from the way we see him covered. Uh, Bobby said, this Warriors team is the dirtiest team I've ever seen. I'm so over their BS. Looney should be suspended. They knew they couldn't stop AD, and their only way to beat us was to hurt him. Again, I, I don't want to believe that Looney did it on purpose. I know some people have been saying that. I, I think if he was doing it on purpose, he would have hit him with the point of his elbow instead of kind of the elbow slash forearm area. But... Um, again, I don't think Looney did it on purpose. I thought the referees let Looney get away with having his arms up around AD's head, shoulders, area, neck all game long. And he was using that to push AD off of rebounding positions. Uh, there was one play where just one arm, he just had it up around AD's chest, neck area, just pushing him, straight arming him away from the basket so that Anthony Davis couldn't get a rebound. And the referee was looking right at him and just nothing. Um, the officials let Looney get very used to having his arms up like that. And this is what happens. M dread. Andrew Wiggins is the savior. Braun can't contain. Well, so Andrew Wiggins actually is dealing with a rib contusion now, and he is questionable for game six. Now, again, look, if there's any way he can play, I would imagine he's going to, he can play, but uh, he's going to play, but interesting that he popped up on the injury report, by the way, Mobamba questionable to be available for game six now. So he is getting closer to a return. Anthony Davis listed as probable. He's good to go. He's going to play. Uh, Braun has to be the point guard in game six, M. Dredd says. Yeah, I mean, I think there's some things you can do, particularly with switch hunting Steph Curry when LeBron is your point guard that I'd like to see the Lakers employ a little bit more. I also think in this game, as much as, you know, I want to say, hey, want you is a big piece to this. I think you need a strong shooting night out of D'Angelo Russell. He's due. Uh, you need like a nice, I don't know, three for seven from three night from D'Lo three for six, something like that. You need him shooting well behind the arc. You need him shooting efficiently. You need like a 19 point on good efficiency game out of D'Angelo Russell, 
Same thing with Dennis Schroeder, Austin Reeves. You're going to need contributions from all the other guys in this game. All right, we're going to pause for just one moment. Need to give a shout out to our sponsor, and that is Shady Rays. I love Shady Rays. This is this is no joke here. This is not for an ad read or anything like that. Shady Rays have been my daily driver sunglasses for years, even before they became a sponsor. I literally have five pairs of Shady Rays because I've bought so many different styles. Um, they're absolutely phenomenal. So our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. They're an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by the lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even one on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. I can confirm this. I had my sunglasses sitting on the seat in my car. I sat on them. I broke them. I contacted them, got a replacement pair sent to me. This was a year and a half ago that, that this happened. And I and they sent me the replacement sunglasses. Phenomenal, phenomenal stuff from them. I, mean, I don't see that from sunglasses companies. Uh, with Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. They have your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving you their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code LakersNation for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Black Panther, they couldn't defend how they usually do with the refs. The Lakers couldn't? Yeah, I mean, I thought the referees, it felt like every time the Lakers were about to make a run, the referees put a stop to it. Um, and uh, it was unfortunate. It's very unfortunate the way game five went down. But uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, hopefully that means that there's going to be regression coming in game six and the Lakers are going to get a bunch of calls at home in game six. Amelia said Lakers didn't show any fight tonight. We turned the ball over and missed a lot of layups by faith. We will win in game six Lakers and six, I believe. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, the blame is not fully on the officials. The Lakers also did a lot to lose game five. Just as I said, they have to be locked in. You can't be missing layups because you hear me say it all the time. You miss a layup. You're going to give up a layup or an open three on the other end. It's just what happens. You've got to finish your shots at the rim. Um, now, that said, the Warriors were fouling the Lakers quite a bit at the basket. Weren't getting called for it. That's certainly part of the equation. But still, yes, the Lakers did not. I didn't think that they were fully convinced they could win game five. And I think in their heads, it looked like there were certain moments where they were thinking, well, we'll just get this one in, in game six. Foam roller. Turnovers, complacent half-court offense, and lack of transition Offense and defense killed us. Need to set the tone in game six with our energy. Agree with all of that. Yes, agree with all of that. All of that has to be much, much better. And again, you have to be sharp the full 48 minutes. Scorpio Sky said, just want to point out, <laughs> taking shots. Just want to point out Rick, Wicked Bronco with the dumbest comment of the night. Wicked Bronco was talking about trading AD, um, getting him off the team. Yeah, and, and this being an example of why the Lakers need to trade AD because of the head injury and all that. Yeah, I... Did not like that. 
Ozzy, death taxes and a Beasley garbage time three. Well, I mean, hey, at least he hit it, right? But yes, Malik Beasley came in, hit a garbage time three, but but I mean, that's what he does, right? He shoots three. So, I mean, would you prefer him come in in garbage time and not hit a three? Uh, Garrett, didn't Green have three fouls early in the first quarter? Oh, he committed more than three, but he was sitting on two uh, for, for most of it. For most of it, he was sitting on two. So, um, yeah, he definitely committed a lot of fouls, but uh, got away with them. See the one where Austin's trying to, uh, Austin is, is uh, Green sets a backward screen on Austin Reeves so that Austin can't contest Steph Curry's layup by just reaching backwards and like reverse bear hugging Austin, just grabbing him. And nothing, the official standing right there looking at it. It's oh, nothing. City all the way said it's over Warriors in seven. Um, Warriors fans are going to believe, as they should. They've won championships. They've won championships. They're going to believe, just as I think Lakers fans are believing that their team's going to get it done here in game six. Darius said Sabonis and AD suffered loony elbows. Conspiracy. Like, is Looney doing it on purpose? I still, I don't want to believe that he did it on purpose. I don't want to believe that. I'm, I'm hoping that's not the case. That's, you know, a tent to injure and all that kind of stuff. I just, I don't, I didn't look at that play and think, man, he tried to hit him in the head. Akash, hopefully game six is it. If not, what do you guys think? Well, if you don't win game six, the series swings drastically in Golden State's favor. Winning a game seven on the road is extremely difficult. Um, so, and especially Golden State plays very good at home. So I would imagine, like the Lakers are a two-point favorite for game six currently as I'm recording this. I would imagine the Warriors will be a five, six point, maybe seven point favorite for game seven if uh, if if that's where we go. The Lakers need to take care of business tonight and, and get the win. Andrew, AD is not soft. His defense is uh, one of the biggest reasons we're still in the playoffs. Trade AD insens insensitive and ignorant. No room for that talk. Couldn't have said it better, Andrew. Well done. Uh, Bartles Prime said, why did we not attack the paint? I've been saying we need another big on the floor with AD to attack the rim and get boards. Refs were the sixth man off the bench. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see the Lakers in general attack the paint on a more consistent basis. And hopefully we do see that in game six, not settle for so many pull-up threes. I think there were a few they took trying to catch back up. But nonetheless, yeah, I'd like to see the Lakers uh, attack the paint more often, get paint touches first, then kick out for threes. That's That's the way I would like to see those generated. Uh, and then the refs, oh boy, yeah, they were bad. Stevie, getting killed by the Curry pick and roll. An adjustment would be to pre-switch that. Need to find a counter for that action in game six. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers did it a little bit by putting like AD on Wiggins, but that's going to be part of the task for Darvin Ham and the coaching staff. It's trying to, you're not going to stop Steph Curry all the time, but trying to slow down that action and, uh, and get some stops because those stops are going to be critical for the Lakers to get into at least semi-transition and not have to play half-court offense. Akash, what can we do about AD guarding on the perimeter? I mean, the Warriors are dead set on dragging AD away from the basket any way they possibly can, and they've been really successful at it the last two games. Um, unfortunately, they shoot great from three, so it's kind of tough. Like, you can't have AD just completely sag off because if you give Steph Curry an open three, he's going to just destroy you. So it's very difficult. And it's something that AD, it's he's going to be exhausted by the end of game six. He's going to have to be out defending on the perimeter, crashing the boards. It's going to have to be team rebounding. They're going to have to do a lot in order to get this win. And a lot of it is going to be a game of inches. I mean, 
how far off can you drop and still contest the shot? I mean, that's this is all going to be so important. All the little details are going to matter in game six. 12 DeLorean said, only Lakers fans can tell when AD is really hurt. Not people calling him soft in this case. Can't believe everyone don't talk about Looney, Dirty, and DiVincenzo Dirty too. LeBron and Gary Payton, the two the seconds <laughs> foul with an and one. Yeah, I mean, there were a number of plays where you just went, what are the referees looking at this? I mean, there was a play. Look, the game was over, but Max Christie's on the floor. Draymond tips the ball and then two-hand shoves Max Christie so that Christie can't go to the ball and then goes and gets the ball and, and he's off and running. Like two-hand shoves him right in front of the ref. And the ref just went, eh, all good. It, I mean, it was wild stuff from the officials in game five. Uh, this one said, offensive rebounds. Uh... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Be the end will be the end of the season. Yeah, the Lakers gave up. They're giving up way more offensive rebounds than I'm comfortable with against a small Warriors team. Admittedly, despite being small, they're pretty good getting offensive rebounds. Part of that is they shoot so many threes that when they miss, it's a lot of long rebounds. And so their secondary rebounders, their guards, their wings have been doing a nice job there. But yeah, you got to clean up the glass and limit those second chance scoring opportunities in part because when you give up an offensive rebound, you kind of instantly get put into scramble mode defensively. And a lot of times that winds up being a kicked out Steph Curry three. And that's, I mean, that's death. Um, LA thinks they are entitled and AD plays with Kwame hands. So he has bad hands. Is that what we're saying? He doesn't catch. I think AD has actually has really good hands. Um, 
I, I don't think AD has bad hits. There's a number of passes that I can think of that he caught that I'm, I went, whoa, how did he catch that? Particularly up high. Uh, sure, there's a few. Usually it's the low ones that get him where it's kind of it's a bounce pass and it's a little too low and they make him kind of bend over to try to pick it up. Those are the tough ones for him to, to catch. Savans would have liked to have seen more Rui tonight and D'Lo shooting. I don't know how we I don't like how we've handled our center position backups praying AD can hold out. Well, Mo Bamba maybe can go in this game. I don't know if you just plop him into a game six. That's kind of tough. But uh, more Rui, maybe. I mean, the problem is the Warriors are small so often that you kind of have to be smaller too to chase. But yeah, D'Lo shooting. Again, you need a solid shooting performance out of D'Lo. That's what you need. <clears throat> Chad, oh boy. Oh boy, Chad. He could not be more wrong. He is indeed Chad. The audacity of both of you to complain about the officiating after we've gotten the whistle all series. This is why the NBA community doesn't respect us. Chad, you're really a Warriors fan, aren't you? You're not actually a Lakers fan. And my goodness, just if, if you think the Lakers have gotten the whistle all series, that tells me you're not watching the games. Watch the damn games. Don't look at the box score. If you're looking at the box score going, Oh my gosh, the Lakers shot so many more free throws than the Warriors did. Of course they did. They should. Every game. It should never be close in free throw shooting. The Warriors shoot a ton of threes. Now, yes, they've been doing some work in the paint lately. But again, the Lakers excel at defending without fouling. The Warriors are awful at that. They're one of the worst teams in the NBA at defending without fouling. There is no reason why the Lakers should not, every night, have a big free throw advantage over the Warriors. Why? Because that's what these two teams are. That's what they are. The Lakers shooting more free throws than the Warriors complaining about that and saying, oh, the Lakers have gotten the whistle all series. No, that's like saying, oh my gosh, the Warriors are shooting more threes than the Lakers. That's not fair. No, that's what they are. They shoot lots of threes. The Lakers shooting more free throws. That's what they are. That's their game plan. So no, the Lakers have not gotten the whistle all series. And I especially, especially can't fathom how anybody could watch game five and think that a true Chad indeed. Reggie Smith zone defense to avoid the high pick and roll thoughts. I don't think you can zone up the Warriors because if you do, uh, they're going to kill you with their outside shooting. I, I don't think you can do that. Now, maybe if they have one of their poor shooting lineups on the floor, when it's like, DiVincenzo, Gary Payton the second, Steph's not out there. You know, maybe you can do it for a few stretches, but in general, no. Anyeka said, I was eating dinner with my friends and I was so pissed off at this game. Didn't look like there was a lot of adjustments, too many turnovers. Also, the refs swallowed their whistles, a lot of no calls. Yeah, that's something to watch for game six. Again, the Lakers are going to be at their best with a very tightly officiated game. The Warriors are going to be at their best in a game where they can get away with hacking and fouling because that's what they do. That's what they did all season, hack and foul and, and all of that. So if you can, if you're calling that stuff, that will disadvantage the Warriors, will advantage the Lakers. If you're not calling that stuff, that's going to advantage the Warriors, disadvantage the Lakers. So game six, I hope it's a big, big shift from the refereeing style that we saw in game five. Christopher said, Van Gundy literally said, Draymond has gotten away with more during this series than any other player can or has. I mean, when you say like any other play, like ever in all of history, I, I mean, I guess I would have to go back and really look and think about history. Has, has there been a player that got away with a ton? But yes, Draymond has gotten away with a lot 
both in terms of committing fouls that are not being called and, I mean, my goodness, the moving screens every single game, just about every play, moving screen, moving screen, moving screen, um, and then just going after the officials. Matty James, I don't understand why the Lakers don't move and cut off the ball when it's passed into AD LeBron. <clears throat> yeah, I would also like to see a little bit more off-ball movement, just something so they're not as easy to defend uh, as a, just a stagnant spot-up shooter. doesn't have to be a lot, just you know, a pin-down screen to give somebody an option curling up, just something little. Um, I would prefer to see that as well, Matty. Dub Gotti said, I'm terrified of game six clay. What about you guys? I mean, that's always the danger with the Warriors is that you can play great and they can have a 50% from three game and there's nothing you can do. That's it. You lose, right? Um, and so you just have to hope that your defense does enough to affect those shots and they don't happen to have one of those outlier shooting games. They shoot so many threes. If they have an outlier game shooting 50% from deep or something, that's ball game. So you really have to, obviously, for game six, hope that you don't get that outlier performance out of Clay, out of Steph. You have to do everything you can to take them out of that rhythm. Anish said, not worried. Lakers played better than expected given the series lead at 3-1. Could have just given up. Game six will be a win. I like the confidence, and I hope you are right. Eric Olson, is Reeves rip through move gamesmanship. The rip through. I mean... We've seen players use that for years. That's been around for a long time. It is in that the goal of the rip-through is to draw a foul. Um, it's not like you are trying to make a real move. Like you're, the, the success or failure of the play is dependent on whether or not the whistle blows. But that said, it's also about getting the defender's hand off of him. And so next time when you're in that situation the defender's hand isn't going to be on him, hand-checking him or, or keeping him out on the perimeter, and that's going to give him driving opportunities because you hey said, hey, look, I, I am supposed to have this space, so if I do this, that shows the officials that you're taking my space and it puts a foul on you, and next time you're not going to do it. That's, the, that's part of the goal here, too. And the same reason why, you know, when we get into flopping and all of that, the Lakers kind of have to embellish the contact on the illegal screens because otherwise they're not going to get called. And the alternative is we could just give the Warriors open threes all game on these horrible screens that they're setting. I mean, if you go back and you look at them, they're laughably bad. I mean, awful stuff from Golden State in terms of how horrible their screens are. Um, so you have to embellish the contact to some degree because, again, the screen is so bad, so egregious, that if you don't, you're giving up an open three. And if you give up enough open threes, that's how you lose to Golden State. So your only recourse is to make sure the referees see it. So hopefully they'll call at least a few of them. HR, the reason the refs give Draymond so much leeway is because they know he's right. He's highly intelligent and knows the game better than the refs. I like that. This is a $5 super chat, which is in green, which is the sarcasm font. Well done. Well done. I sure hope that's sarcasm anyway. Life is full of what-ifs, so what if you try something new when it comes to dating? Talkify is a new way to meet other serious singles. What if they help you find what you're looking for? Talkify is the country's number one modern matchmaking service that is designed to help you achieve relationship success. Their trusted compatibility specialists hand-select successful and compelling candidates so you can date consciously and productively. Here's how it works. The Talkify matchmakers meet with you to learn about what you're looking for in a partner then they'll select and screen potential match candidates for you. 
doing background checks, video interviews, and asking the tough questions that are too awkward for first dates. From there, your matchmaker plans your date introductions and handles all communications for you, creating a safe and stress-free dating experience. Talkify is committed to finding your match. 80% of clients met their person within the first 12 matches. And right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at Talkify.com slash Lakers Nation. That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y.com slash Lakers Nation for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com slash Lakers Nation. Michael says, is a LeBron throwback even possible anymore? If it is, I think we see it in game six. Right? I mean, LeBron understands better than anybody else what's on the line in game six. So if there is a Le- if LeBron has a throwback game in him, I think game six is where we see it. <clears throat> MHB Manny, LeBron rolled his ankle. Hope he's all good as well. Yeah, he's good to play on the injury report. No worries there. Laker John. Lakers are probably going to hold AD status for game six close to the chest. Well, fortunately, they did not. They we found out early, so we didn't have to stress. Um in terms of ideally, do you want to hold it till 30 minutes prior to tip off? Probably, but at least we didn't have to stress all day. Joel Hernandez, LeBron five second call against re call and Reeves palming was bad. Yeah. I mean, just that was, there were just little things where the officials just did stuff to make sure the Lakers couldn't really get going on some bizarre calls like the Charles Barkley five second call on LeBron. We haven't seen that in ages and they pull that one out to force a turnover on the Lakers. And then the Reeves palming thing with Steph palms the ball every time. So does Jordan Poole. Like, I mean, a lot of guys do it. And so it's just selectively picking, hey, I'm going to enforce this rule right now. And that tended to be on the Lakers. Philly, Ham needs to be vocal in pressers and start working the refs now. That's exactly what Kerr has done with his flopping comment. I agree. I, I kind of wish Ham had been a little bit more um, rambunctious with his comments. I wish Ham had been... Uh, willing to go in on the officials a little bit more, even if it meant getting a fine uh, because it does seem to matter. And game six, how game six is officiated will probably matter nearly as much as how the Lakers and how the Warriors play. Like it's going to be a big, big factor in the outcome of this game. And you can only hope that after what we saw in game five, there is regression and we see a Lakers favored game in game six uh, a whistle that is favorable to la after it was so heavily in favor of golden state in game five all right once again big game tonight i'll be live over on playback with uh with sean davis playback.tv slash lakers nation where you can go watch the game directly with us it's gonna be a lot of fun so come join us for that it's also going to be very stressful let's face it but at least we'll get through it together and then of course after the game Come join us right here on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Lakers Nation for the live post-game show, podcast listeners, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. We'd appreciate that five-star rating and review. Oh boy, nervous time, everybody. Let's go. Game six, Lakers, get the job done. Till next time, see ya and stay safe.